Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them, and that he was also a necrophiliac. Hey, welcome into another episode of the Grinding Two Crime Podcast with the host Maddie Matt, along with our narrator and the other host of the show, Todd Fox. And we are back. We are live to give you the last episode of the Jeffrey Dahmer. If you haven't heard any of the previous ones before, just follow us on our page, on our Facebook page or Instagram page, the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and also listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or whatever radio station that uh podcast that streams that you listen to you can find us there just type in the grinding true crime podcast and there you can find some of our previous recording uh we've done in the past from both myself todd and yabby so now that we got that out of the way todd you got something to tell the listeners out there well this one i'm guessing is still since it's a true crime episode it will be violent there will be some death but uh, not as much as the previous uh, three. So if you haven't heard the previous three, this is the last part of this series brought to you in part by Gabby. But if you haven't heard those three, listen at your discretion with those because those are way more graphic than this one is going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Todd. So without further ado, we are at the conclusion of part four of Jeffrey Dahmer. Take it away. All right, guys. So we left off on his um, sentencing. Right? Sentencing, yes. Sorry, I lost the word. <laughs> <laughs> That's what partners are here for. <laughs> so yeah, it was time for his sentencing in the last episode. That's how we ended. Um, just to recap, he was sentenced to life in prison plus ten years, and for the first two counts, and then for the remaining thirteen. He got a mandatory sentence of life plus 70 years. Jesus Christ. And to Matt's disappointment, and yeah, mine too, he did not get the death penalty because that was abolished in 1853 in Wisconsin. Yeah, see, yeah. So we left off with Maddie very disappointed last Very time, disappointed. So. And I'm also I'm also curious because I thought that would be the end of the story, but apparently you two know something more than I do. So yes. let's jump into it. Mm -hmm. So, continue that. Once the sentencing was done, the father and mother requested to be alone with him for 10 minutes. They said their goodbyes, and they escorted Dahmer away. Three months after the conviction in Milwaukee, he was extradited to Ohio so he could be tried for the murder of the first victim, which was Stephen Hicks. The court hearing lasted only 45 minutes, and he again pleaded guilty to the charges. He was sentenced to a 16th term of life imprisonment wow. on May 1st, 1992. I have never heard of anybody imprisoned for 16 life terms. In other words, just 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 die in prison. That's it. You'll never see the light of day. Yep. Yeah. There's no possibility he would get out of that. No. So he was transferred to the Columbia Correctional Institution. For the first year of his incarceration, 
and then he was placed on solitary confinement due to concerns for his physical safety because of the fellow inmates, you know? They would probably be enraged once they knew what he did. Oh, absolutely. With his consent after one year of solitary confinement, he, he was transferred to a less secure unit. And he was assigned two hours of work cleaning the toilet block mm. in that prison. Mm. Shortly after he completed his lengthy confessions in 91, he requested Detective Murphy that he would be given a copy of the Bible. So they did. He had a Bible. And he gradually devoted himself to Christianity. He became a born-again Christian. What? And on his father's urging, he also read creationist books from the Institute of Creation Research. In May 94, he was baptized. What? A minister of the church called Roy Radcliffe baptized him in the Church of Christ and a graduate of Oklahoma Christian University in the prison whirlpool. Wow. See, see, that's what that's what trips me out. And I know we're going off topic, but I understand about you know giving people second chances. But this guy right here, if you if you listen to the previous episode, you understand why I'm upset. This guy was just a psycho, and he gets a better opportunity, free college, than anybody in these streets right now. He was he get three meals a day. Granted, he can't get out of, you know, that's his life now. You know, he's going to be behind bars for the rest of his life. But he gets three meals a day. He ain't got to worry about your know, rent. He gets free college. He gets baptized in the name of the Lord, supposedly. And and <laughs> you got some people out here struggling to find a first meal. Good citizens have to pay thousands. We forgot about free Medicare, too. Yeah, the free Medicare. Thank you, Todd. And, and it just baffles me, man, because this guy shouldn't be rewarded like that yeah we all everybody with their taxes pays for all of their benefits after they kill people i think he wanted to um i think he wanted to uh you know when they give those wafers out the at the uh, catholic church and they say eat uh eat christ's flesh you know eat, eat, you know, oh, this is this is uh this represents christ's flesh yeah, i think that's what domner got turned on by the bible he's like wow we're gonna be eating christ i'm in that's jacked up, man. You know it. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with Matt, though. That is, that's no. That is not punishment. Yeah, that's not easy. Wow. At okay. least, at least in my mind, do it how they would do it in the South, with just not be so racist. But I mean, with Dahmer being white, why why couldn't they just make it like? you know you get life and hard labor at the same time like you have to be yeah. out there in the sun breaking yeah. rocks or splitting um what is it wood you know all day or something you know i'm cool with that i'm cool with that I and agree. i'll be cool with that yeah but a lot for them. yep so following his baptism hmm. radcliffe was visiting dahmer on a weekly basis up until november 1994 they discussed the prospect of death and Dahmer questioned whether he was sinning against God by continuing to live. Hmm. Wow. So, referring to the crimes in a 1994 interview he did with Stone Phillips on Dateline, he stated that if a person doesn't think there is a God to be accountable to, then what's the point of trying to modify your behavior to keep it within acceptable ranges? That's how he thought, anyway. Hmm. He has a point. And you can see the, got a point, the, yeah. Well, yeah, he clearly didn't believe in God, which is weird why he became a Christian in prison. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in July 1994, a fellow inmate, Oswaldo Dorothy, attempted to slash Dahmer's throat with a razor embedded in a toothbrush as mm. Dahmer returned to his cell from his church service. Mm. Dahmer received superficial wounds and was not seriously hurt in the incident. According to Dahmer's family, he had been ready to die and accepted the punishment he might endure in prison. And his father and stepmother maintained regular contact with him, with, with Dahmer's mother. She also maintained regular contact with her son. But mm, I guess after only in prison, because before that it had been like years before she had seen him. The real mom or stepmom? The mom, the mm. real mom. Mm. She related that in her phone calls weekly, whenever she expressed concerns for his physical well-being, he responded with comments saying, it doesn't matter, mom. I don't care if something happens to me. I mean. He was ready to die. I would think so. But here's my question. I mean, as a parent, you know, if your kid did something heinous like that, would you still be in contact with them in prison? Me personally, I, I might, I might have to say no. I don't think I would. I yeah. think I would disown my child. Like, I'm, I'm I, like, I, you're a monster. I did not raise you to be a monster. Yeah. Get out of my life. I don't know you. Yeah, I might, I might, you know, if my son went on a killing spree like that and just tortured men or women or whoever, just and then ate them and ate them and cannibalism. Nah, yeah. Hey, man. Hey. Well, <laughs> that's, no that's what I, I was thinking too. Uh, I'd have to side with Gabby on this one. I'd have to disown. I'd maybe even change my last name because wow if, yeah because if yeah because if you think about it i mean you think Dahmer, what do you think you think cannibal you think murder and how is the family going to live on you know what i mean like doing anything <laughs> applying for a credit card you know uh buying a car like even if that's the real Dahmer, you know you go to get a car and someone's like <laughs> jeffrey Dahmer, is that uh is that your son or your cousin or something like uh yeah uh that is <laughs> You know, like, I mean, I it, ru it, ruins, it ruins your life, too. You can't move on. That's true. Yeah, That's true. You wouldn't be able to forget. Your I mean, as it is, too. you're not going to forget. Yeah. But when other yeah. people would you if you're related, like, that's just bringing back everything. That's true. Your name is stained. Yeah. And and, you're, and like Gabby said, too, you're shamed. Like you said, Matt, you know, you'd want to disown. You think about disowning them because, like, as much as you, like, any person with a you know because sometimes we, we we hear these stories and the parents are like pro their their kid even if they've done something really bad it's yeah. kind of hard to do that when you still got your kid but that kid your kid is responsible for ending other people's lives i yeah. as, as much as i love my daughters if they were to have done something like that i couldn't live with myself still being like fully supportive of them you know what i mean like, i agree i agree I would feel like I'm condoning their behavior and I'm a part of that too. Like I'm psycho. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So here's where the twist comes, babe, uh -oh. that you've been waiting for. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the morning of November 28, 1994, he left his cell to go to his work, you know, cleaning the toilets. Accompany him, the, also the same assignment was Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. Okay. The trio were left unsupervised in the showers of the prison gym for approximately 20 minutes. That's all it takes. Approximately 8.10 a.m., Dahmer was discovered on the floor of the bathrooms of the gym, suffering from extreme head and facial wounds. Oof. He had been severely bludgeoned about the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar. 
His head had also been repeatedly struck against the wall in the assault. And although he was still alive and rushed to the nearby hospital, he was pronounced dead one hour later. What? Anderson had also been beaten with the same instrument and died two days later from his wounds. So, wow. What a twist. Wow. So Christopher Scarver killed both Dahmer and the other one. I'm guessing he killed Anderson just because he was present. But or unless he was mad at both of them, I don't know. But Dahmer... He ended his life there. Wow. Scarver was also serving a life sentence for a murder he committed in 1990, and he informed the authorities that he had first attacked Dahmer with the metal bar as he was cleaning the staff locker room before he attacked Anderson as he cleaned the inmate locker room. According to him, Dahmer didn't yell or make a noise as he was attacked immediately after attacking both men. Um, Scarver, who was thought to be schizophrenic, returned to his cell and informed the prison guard. God told me to do it. Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer are dead. Wow. That is definitely a twist. <laughs> well, when God tells you to do it, I mean... <laughs> you gotta do it. I yeah, mean, exactly. It, it has to be done. <laughs> wow. So let me get this straight. So let me get this straight. It was the three of them cleaning a restroom. They were unsupervised for 20 minutes. Yep. That's a long time to kill somebody. You know... You know how, how long it takes to kill somebody, Todd. You're an expert at that. Well, not saying that killing, but in the crime, <laughs> in the crime you know, you're an expert in, in crime and knowing. Are you trying to give away my secrets here or something? I'm bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is you're an expert in crime details because, you know, you, you follow that really tough. And so my question is, this guy, this new, what's his name again? Scarber. Scarber beat Dahmer and Anderson. At the same time, well, you know, while Even they were together. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, look, Matt. If I'm the if I'm the security detail, good behavior <laughs> or not, I'm thinking, okay, we have one inmate that's committed a murder. Who knows what the other one did? And you got a guy that loves to eat people. It, at worst, you know, you're gonna have the the guy that's eating people eating people. So, <laughs> like, I wouldn't leave these guys alone for thirty seconds, let alone twenty minutes, because that's all it takes to slit someone's throat. That's what I'm saying. 30 seconds could, could, could take somebody out. My yeah. question is, I understand he's got a metal pipe, but it's two on one. You can't let they're somebody... They're in two different areas. Oh, they're in two different areas. They I thought they were together. Dahmer. Dahmer was doing the showers, did I mention, or the toilets? Oh. He was cleaning the staff locker room. Anderson was cleaning the inmate locker room. Oh, okay. So they were they were, they were together, but they were yeah. in two different. They had the same assigned scene area, but they had different. Yeah, Anderson was like, "Hey, keep it down in there, guys. I'm trying to clean." And then, the, <laughs> and then the other guy came in there after it got quiet. That's better. And then he starts beating on him. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah, I got it now. I thought they were together, like cleaning a certain area, and they, yeah. he just started beating same on both. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, I don't know the Anderson guy, and I don't know what he did, but. For Dahmer, I'm not going to say I condone violence, but... He had it coming. He had that one coming. Problem is, I think in, in this thing, like what Gabby said, you know, he didn't get the death penalty. He wanted to die. He was yeah. looking to be in general population anyway, so that that would raise his, you know, his uh, chances of getting killed. Um, he literally got what he wanted. And for him, he was battling demons, and then he had God brought into it, so he was actually developing a conscience. So I think it would have been more hurtful to him 
for him to live on and to be in his 60s and 70s and all these years go by and he has this in his head but he got the easy way out that's probably why he didn't resist either he's probably like good my time is now do you think he just allowed it like he just put his hand in his back and said kill me i I think so i think he probably probably didn't even shield himself from being beat wow came out of his mouth as he beat him wow i think he just let loose and said this is what i deserve take me yeah i could be beaten like that not even scream or yelp or something like i mean hey dang you know what he was probably imagining in his head what he did to the other man probably couldn't react probably Look, just think, just think about how bad it is to watch Exorcist one time, let alone all the times he did, and then see the actual things and feel the actual things he felt and taste the things that he tasted, seeing what he did afterwards to all these people. That beating was probably nothing to him. That's true. That is true. He probably went into a trench or something. Yeah, maybe. He checked out. Yeah. He literally he checked out. Dang. So yeah, he got a pretty massive beating and cost his death. But in my opinion, as you know, that was not enough. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Garber was adamant he didn't plan these attacks. He later told investigators he had concealed the 20-inch iron bar used to kill both men in his clothing shortly before the killings, which Mm. makes no sense of I didn't plan it. Yes, you did. You 20, 20 inches, inches though? How do you hide that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> How do you hide that, man? Well, I was thinking I was thinking if it was maybe half that size, he could, you know, do it a certain way, but 20 inches is 20 inches. <laughs> <laughs> he can't bend over. He'd be feeling that in his throat, dude. Oh, man. He'll, be, he'll be touching maybe, his tongue. Maybe in the pants, leg pants. His leg. Yeah, but even being 20 inches, like, you're going to see a bulge, Paul. You're going to see a bulge in a leg or something like that. Like, like a metal pipe? Like that, that much. No, right here. But, hey, Gabby, does this say anything about, like, the cops just not patting these guys down? Not really. I mean, because, like, we all know on this, if you listen to the show and, and regularly, and, you know, Gabby's done stories, Matt's done stories, and I've done stories with bungling cops. Is this another... Yeah. Is this another case of bungling security guards now? Well, there is nothing that mentions like what the heck the, the guards were thinking or they, I don't know. They, they didn't care to check. <laughs> they probably turned their eyes. They probably knew. Come on. Cause, think so? cause look, y'all, c- come on. If, if the inmates get wind of you know, molesters, child molesters, stuff like they get wind of that, they automatically know that's a death sentence waiting for, for for that person in jail. So who knows? These inmates probably got wind of it. The, 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 the cops probably even told them, like, hey, man, look, I will turn my back. Just, just, just take care of it and do your thing. Hey, go for it. You know, the, I, I believe the cops allowed it, turned their back. Well, they can be bought, so. Yeah. Because now, I mean, Scarborough, we all know his name now. Mm Mm-hmm. Where we wouldn't know his name before. Mm Mm-hmm. Now his name is linked to Dahmer. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know his name, but, but, you know. Now you know. Now I know. So, (laughs) following all this, 
after they learned about his death, the mom, Joyce, responded angrily to the media. Now is everybody happy? Now that he's bludgeoned to death is good enough for everyone? Oh, stop it. I, that stop pisses it. me off. Stop it. That pisses me off so much. It's, it's like, wait a minute. This broad has no, like, you have no place to get mad and then say things like that because you're resentful against everybody who's wishing him death. He did horrific things, but nobody should wish his death. Now you're butthurt because they're happy. I don't know if Hitler's mom ever said anything after the, you know, <laughs> but that would be the equivalent of Hitler's mom saying, okay, are you happy now? He killed himself. He shot himself. You got what you want. Like, no, no lady, no lady. This man <laughs> deserved to be punished on a measure of high ground. <laughs> oh yeah. And you should say nothing about it. Absolutely you have nothing not. to say on that because hey, it wasn't you who did it. It was your son. And you he- know what? If that was my son, I at that point, if I'm gonna say anything, it would be um I hope this helps the families of those my son hurt move on. I wouldn't say anything. I was like, you know what? I'm saying if you have anything to say. Oh, I'll give your condolences for everybody who's suffering. Your son is crazy. He did nasty things. He he deserves to die. I would say this. If that was my son, I would say, you know what? Uh, it, unfortunately, my son was murdered. But hey, he, he put himself in there and he, sad to say, he got what he deserved. I, I have no sympathy whatsoever for what he's done. And I, you know, my condolences to all the families that he's lost. Now we can have closure in this story. Boom. But she had no reason to be mad. So the families of the victims, they have like mixed feelings about his death. Most of them were pleased with his death. The district attorney who prosecuted him cautioned against turning Scarborough into a folk hero. Mm -hmm. People were going to say good, you know, give him props for killing that dirty bastard. I wouldn't go that far. She said that, I mean, the prosecutor said you have to note that Dahmer's death was still a murder. On May 15, 1995, Scarborough was sentenced to two more additional life sentences. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the murders of Dahmer (laughs) and Anders. Now, in that situation, that's a slap on the wrist. Literally. He's already there for life. life. Oh, you're going to slap more life on me? Okay. Thank you. (laughs) A person like Dahmer and many others that are that sick do not even deserve for the person who killed them to go on trial. I They don't deserve that. Why are people getting consequences over his death? Because at the end of the day, he got away with so much for so long. I got you, I get you, but by law, it's still considered a murder. You still have to take it to trial. I think think you cut back his meat intake for about a year. You say no (laughs) ham, no turkey, you're vegan for a year. That's that's your punishment. That's your punishment. That's your pu- I, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, you still got murder's a murder. <laughs> so, and, you, and then you tell him, hey, Scarborough, when God tells you to do something, next time don't do it. Okay. <laughs> for real though. Throw so pretty please, don't do that. Don't listen to God. <laughs> It's like, how did, you don't you, want how did God talk to you? You don't want more life sentences added to your life sentences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> you want to spend eternity? Do you want to spend another eternity of your life in life and for life? <laughs> I know his lawyer. His lawyer's like, look what God got you into, man. You got more life. Did he tell you you were gonna get life? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, so, although Scarborough confessed to having concealed the weapon, he said that he hid it in the morning of the murders, right? Mm-hmm. He stated that the murders were a result from a confrontation in which one of the two men had poked him in the back. That'll do it. As three had begun their assigned work detail. All three of them. That'll do it. In the renewed account of events, he claimed that the two had laughed at him when he had turned around in response before Dahmer and Anderson each walked to the separate rooms. So, he followed Dahmer toward the staff locker room, and he immediately, before murdering him, had cornered him, presented a newspaper article detailing his crimes, and demanded that Dahmer answer whether the account was true or not. Dang. So, he confronted Dahmer with his crimes, then he alleged... He had been revolted by Dahmer's crimes, and Dahmer had been openly unrepentant. So, since he taunted the prison employees and fellow inmates by shaping his prison food into imitations of severed limbs, complete with ketchup to simulate blood spray, and prison staff, knowing of Scarver's hatred for Dahmer, deliberately left the two men unsupervised so he could kill. Well, there you go. Yeah, Matt was right. It is. There's your answer. He claimed the staff left him on purpose. So, so is that is that true though that he would carve his food into like body parts or make it look like that? That was his account of it. That he, okay. he I grew it. to hate him because of that. They knew his crimes, and then he would like pretty much throw that in their faces by doing that with his food, which showed he's not repentant of what he did. I believe it. Oh heck yeah, I believe it. I don't believe he. Born again Christian found his new way. He was disgusted by him and took the chance to. Pretty much, here is a list of all your sins, and I am here to pass judgment. Today you die. Dang, imagine you getting cornered like that. Somebody give you a newspaper, say, Did you do this? Yes, you are judged. Bam! Well, I mean, did did they. Did they actually come at him and say, well, did you read the Bible? Because in the Bible, it says only God can judge. And then he's like, well, God did tell me. So he gave me the power to judge at that particular moment. <laughs> well, God talked to me this morning. He said, handle my business. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, he's all like, ignore that scripture. What I meant is for you to judge in this case. Go on about judging. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> So Scarver stated that Dahmer was so disliked by fellow inmates that he always required a personal escort, at least one guard, whenever he was out of his cell, so wow. that people wouldn't attack him. Wow. Well, except for this particular moment. Dahmer had stated in his will that he wished for no services to be conducted and that he wished to be cremated. In September 1995, hmm. his body was cremated and his ashes divided between his parents. I would be. I like, wouldn't Take want his body. This dirt. I wouldn't want nothing to the trash. Absolutely, I don't want it. <laughs> absolutely. I would leave his body in the jail. I understand. I would. I respect his request, but I want nothing to do with his body. You can keep his ashes. That's nasty. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't want it either because then you'd have ashes of other people in those ashes. You know, exactly. What I mean? He's ingested other people. Like, in, yeah. Uh, nope. 
So there was a vigil uh, oh, after the scale of his crimes came to light, a uh, candlelight vigil to celebrate and heal the Milwaukee community. Oh, okay. Uh, 400 people attended, and it was leaders, gay rights activists, and family members of several of the victims. They stated that the purpose of the vigil was to enable Milwaukeeans to share their feelings and pain of pain and anger over what had happened. The Oxford Apartments, where he lived, where he killed 12 of his victims, were demolished in November 1992. Yep. The site is now a vacant lot, and we might turn it into a memorial garden or a playground or reconstruct it to new housing. All of that has failed to materialize. Nobody wants anything built there. I don't blame them. Damn, since 92, that's been vacant? Yep. Dang, I don't wow. blame them. Wow. You know what I- can <laughs> Oh, good. Dahmer's estate. He had an estate. What? It was awarded to the families of 11 of the victims who sued for damages. In 1996, Thomas Jacobson, a lawyer representing eight of the families, announced a planned auction of his estate. Although victims' relatives stated the motivation was not greed, the announcement sparked controversy. So a civic group of Milwaukee civic pride established themselves in an effort to raise the funds to purchase and destroy his possessions. The group pledged $407,225, including a $100,000 gift by Milwaukee real estate developer Joseph Silber for the purchase of Dahmer's estate. Five of the eight families represented by Jacobson agreed to the terms and Dahmer's possessions were subsequently destroyed and buried in an undisclosed Illinois landfill. Mm. Lionel Dahmer retired and lives with his second wife, Shari Still. They refuse to change their surname and have professed their love of Dahmer in spite of his crimes. Wow. In 1994, Lionel published a book, A Father's Story, and donated the portion of the proceeds from his book to the victim's families. Okay. Most of the families showed their support for Lionel and Shari, although three families subsequently sued him for using their names in the book without obtaining their consent. Uh, and a third family, of Stephen Hicks filed a wrongful death suit against Lionel Shari and former wife Joyce, citing parental negligence as the cause for the claim. Oh, come on. Joyce Flint died of cancer in November 2000. And prior to her death, she attempted suicide at least one occasion. His younger brother David changed his surname and lives in anonymity. So his brother's the only one that said, I want nothing to do with this, changed his win. name, and moved on. I don't win. Yeah. I uh, I would have did the same thing. I mean, that's that's wrecked the family. Um, and then I wouldn't want to write a book about about that because you're trying to profit off your son, even if he's yeah. donating the profits. It, it still looks greedy. It still looks you're putting like you're putting your name out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like him trying to donate to the families. I mean, that's a good thing. Trying to do something in return, you know, like for the families because their their son or whatever the person that died was to them is dead now it's gone it's gone sorry it's but making a book that's like okay you're bringing attention to yourself now like what is this the story of what you went through with your son like that's not necessary the families don't need that yeah if you're trying to do that then open up a freaking site or something an account to donate go fund me or families you know yeah. raise the money some other way if you're trying to help them he just 
exploited his name because of yeah. the Dahmer name, and he thought maybe you know he could. Yeah, because he didn't want to change that. the name. Yeah. I have a question. Did the, did the grandma? She's obviously she's had to pass by now, but did she pass before he went to jail? They, you know, the story doesn't say that. The only thing was that she was when all of this had come out. She was already feeling weird about him, but she, she, I think, disowned him since it started, since the beginning. That's a good question. I yeah, because I wanted to find out about that because um, I figured she was the only one that was on to him. The mom had split Phil with the other son, and then the father was on his own life with a second marriage, kind of in and out of the house. So I could kind of see the neglect there, but in the way, Dahmer was already older by then. He was already of age. So it's not really on them. They tried taking him into counseling, into to, um, uh, churches, and also to rehabs. So it, that's on him. Dahmer turned out the way he did because of however he did with the killing animals at a young age and things of that nature. I mean, they, I mean, maybe they could have did some more back then, but I don't really blame it on the parents. And then the grandma was probably like, "I knew it! I knew it! I knew it!" Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. Like she had a feeling something was not okay. Come, come on now, yeah. I yeah. think. Now here was, here was my question. You mentioned that the gay activists were part of the, you know, he was gay. So who, like, what were they doing? It's it's just, um, back in those years, as you know, it was frowned upon. It wasn't as open as now, like, oh, you can be gay now. Yeah. You were like out there. So they were out there fighting their rights because the reason they felt these things were happening is because all the guys that got involved with him were secretly gay. They yeah. couldn't be about it. So uh, that made them be in his apartment in private where nobody would know. And in turn, it caused their death. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they, they were targets. And then it was um, like... Like, yeah, I mean, when a guy would get raped, they wouldn't go to, you know, like how many times did Gabby tell us about yeah. him raping guys? None of them yeah. went to the police. Got you. Remember, he only, he got his membership just like, <laughs> just for that bar, that club yeah. after so many rapes. Yeah, so I mean, they, that's, that's yeah. insane. And then back then, it's like, if you come out of the closet to your family, people give you a standing ovation. Now, if you come out of the closet to your family, they're like, man, turn down the TV, dude. <laughs> or, or turn up the TV. I can't hear the game. And it's like shut up already. Shut up already. Go go. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're gay. Okay, whatever. But back then it was like stunning and brave, you know. So I got yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That was in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. So that was Dahmer's crazy story. Wow. To end the episode and then give me your final opinions. I will mention all the victims. Okay. Wow. Starting with 1978 was Stephen Mark Hicks. He was only 18. In 1987, Stephen Walter Twomey, 25 years old. 1988, Edward James Edward Dockstader. He was only 14 years old. Yeah. Richard Guerrero, 22. 1989, Anthony Lee Sears. He was 24. 1990, Raymond Lamont Smith, also known as Ricky Beeks, was 32. Edward Warren Smith, 27. Ernest Marcus Miller, 22. David Courtney Thomas, 22. In 1991, Curtis Darrell Strotter was only 17. Errol Lindsay was 19 years old. Tony Anthony Hughes was 31. 
Conorax Synthesimphone, which is the one that almost escaped, was 14. Matt Cleveland Turner was 20. Jeremiah B. Weinberger was 23. Oliver Joseph Lacey was 24. And Joseph Arthur Bardenhoff was 25. Wow. Man. Well, these were the murders he was sentenced for. Well, he wasn't choosy. You know, he got many, many ages. Yeah, it's just sad. The 14-year-olds, it's like, and the 17-year-old, like, what much defense were they going to have? Oh, yeah. And the 14-year-old, like, he was so close to escaping. Had the stupid cops listen to those women and not tell them to shut their mouth. Mm-hmm. He would have made it. Yeah, he would have had some effects on his brain. At least he would have been alive. The, you know, the, the acid they the poured in him. Hydrochloric acid, but at least he would have survived. Wow. So, so what do you think? Want to go well, first, Matt? Well, I, for me, I think this guy was a monster. Just sickening. And I didn't expect the twist to happen like that in jail. I honestly thought he would still be in jail right now, alive. But, um, for some strange reason, but uh, you know what? In jail, you sometimes get your sentences in there as well. So he got his death sentence. He might not have gotten it through the jury system, but he got it in a jail cell. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he got what he deserved, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a sick individual. Yeah, I think, um, I think he would have gone in my personal opinion, insane by now, uh, even with the God complex and the other things uh, rattling around in, that, in his head. Uh, I think he was on track to be a tortured human being in a jail cell. And that's why he wanted to be in a general population because had he been one of these guys that was segregated and was protected like these pedophiles, I think he would have been mis- miserable. Um, he was going to get his at some point the law of averages would have taken place it just for me it's shocking it was so fast after his sentencing like he mm-hmm. didn't spend more than a, just a couple of years in prison and that was it you know like he didn't endure the old prolonged pain like he was probably just getting into that scenario in his head and then he gets he gets a a, a way out yeah i think if he had lived through a longer time with his sentencing and he didn't feel targeted anymore after a few years. I don't care if he was trying to be Christian or not. Like that guy's heart was rotten. He had he had no heart. Yeah. So I feel that eventually he would have been doing the same in prison. Yeah, I think so. Or I mean, he would or he would have committed suicide. What that, more? Yeah. Punishment was he gonna get? Yeah. Yeah. Agree. That's true. Wow. Crazy story. Very crazy story and. That's a, a very interesting one, you know. Yes, guys, research it if you want. Listen to the other episodes. This guy was a pretty big sicko. And you know what? I went on Google and saw some photos of some of the things. Oh yeah, that's and, and no. It shows actual graphic pictures. So yeah. if you go online and look it up and show and look up the photos, they actually show it, and it's very graphic. Yeah, make sure your kids are not seeing that. Yeah, because they actually show parts of the body, even uh you know private areas mm-hmm. yeah and thanks gabby because i i she you told me and i looked it up at the same time and i saw yeah. an image that's still stuck in my head so yeah, it's still stuck in my head I, man. honestly yeah. it's like 
I had, we had already found some images and I had screenshot them to send them to you. And then you went searching for it. So I'm like, oh, okay, so he's going to look for them. I completely forgot about them. The other day I was deleting photos from my phone and I told Matt, oh my God, those disgusting pictures of Dahmer Man. are still here. <laughs> but yeah, those photos, I can't get out of my head. Like yeah. one of them, if people want to know, it's, it's one of the heads of the victim mm. and it's right there in his fridge on the shelf. Yeah. And the other one. And next is, to him are the privates. Yeah. Still intact. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. It's disturbing. If you don't want images stuck in your head, don't look for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anything else, Todd? That's it for me. Gabby? That's all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the conclusion, part four of our Jeffrey Dahmer case. And if you wanted to hear the other three parts, you know where to do it. Go to our website. I'm sorry. Go to our Facebook page uh, and our Instagram page, Grinding True Crime Podcast, as well as iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podbean. You can find us on Grinding True Crime Podcast. Uh, Our website for our sister page, The Grind, you can find that on our website, www.thegrindspodcast.com, and listen to some of our our podcasts that me and Todd does on on the side. So, with that being said, this has been Todd. Fa- I'm, I'm sorry, this is Maddie, <laughs> Matt, your host, <laughs> along with our narrator today. Gabby, Gabby. And the other host of the show. Maddie, I mean, Todd <laughs> Fox. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Peace. See you. <laughs>